Three, two, one. Oh shit, I haven't given up. All right. Uh, welcome back, all you podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Second Thought. Uh, I am Thry Scott, and I'm also with my co host today, Ramon. Say what's up, Ramon. What up? I know y'all missed me. I'm back. Episode one. I'm back. <laughs> Ramon back. Let's get it. Uh, and then we have our special guest today, Troy. Uh, also recur- uh, recurring, <laughs> not recurring, but uh, also another person back today. Uh, say what's up, Troy. How y'all doing? All right, man. And let's get into our first topic. So, of course, the big news in sports right now is uh, based, I feel like the big news in sports right now is uh, NFL free agency or Basically, NFL offseason, if you want to see, for, say, free agency or you want to say a couple of trades or whatever, uh, let's get into it. NFL free agency. How do, you, how do y'all liking this so far? Well, for my teams, I mean, we picked up, you know, the Panthers ain't really done much. I like a few pickups. But uh, the Chargers getting Thomas Davis is a huge signing, in my opinion, even though he's old. So wait, so wait, let me get this right. So you're a Panthers fan, and yeah. Thomas Davis was on the Panthers. Now yeah. he's on the Chargers? Yes, he signed with the Chargers. So you basically didn't even – you don't even have to need to, need to switch jerseys. All you got to do is just wear Thomas Davis. Well, I don't have a Thomas Jeez. Davis jersey, but, yeah, you know, we lost my, I lost my boy Jason Verrett went to the 49ers, but that was expected. But that's going to be a solid pickup for them. Him and Sherman, if they both stay healthy, that's nasty. I mean, Sherman, Sherman, uh, he could stay healthy, but that's what I'm saying. Old. Yeah, but I'm saying like that. Jason, still, that's still Jason good. is more of the problem. Yeah, that's still a good parent right there. I think. I think free agency was pretty uh quiet this year. They just had a couple teams make their splashes, like the Raiders, the Jets, and the Browns. As far as my team, the Saints, we we knew Tyler Davison was uh, expected to test the market, so we went out and got Malcolm Brown to fill that need at nose tackle. And then, of course, with Rankins having the Achilles injury and Anya Mata getting arrested last month for having freaking weed sent to his apartment, we needed another (laughs) interior pass rusher, so we went out and got Mario Edwards. Hopefully he'll work out too. I haven't heard a word on Jared Cook or Ansa yet, but we know is going to have a physical with the team next week. So we'll Jared, Cook more went then. Jared Cook went back to the crib. Yeah, Jared Cook said, uh, I need some time. Which doesn't sound too good. It's like y'all cool and all, but I got my son at the house by himself. Yeah. Doesn't really seem you like you got- Jared Cook's had much interest elsewhere, so not sure. What's the deal? Yeah. Eh, probably checking all bases. I'm pretty sure I'll probably sign with y'all though. Oh, another another free agent pickup uh, is is Murray. Murray's a good free agent pickup. Yeah, Latavius Murray can do everything Mark Ingram did, and he's a little bit faster and a little bit bigger. So, are, are yeah. they the same age or is Murray or same. is Murray younger? Murray's same. like. A, a month younger than him, so. 
They're they're the same age. Yeah, it's pretty much okay. the same offense. It's like you know, and he probably catches better too. So it's like less fumbles. So pretty much kept uh, Mark Ingram on a cheaper deal for somebody not named Mark Ingram who's faster. Basically, pretty much. How do y'all feel about the uh, the Raiders pickup uh, and uh, Antonio Brown? I think the Raiders probably won free agency just because of what they've added after what they lost and then what they still have left in draft capital to continue to fill out their roster. They can hit on a couple of draft picks. They can get right back into wild card contention as early as this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – so sure about that quarterback situation, but we'll see. I'm not high on Derek Carr, but it's less about it, his ability and more about his intangibles. I question his toughness. Have, they have multiple picks, so it's not like if they if they want to get Murray or Haskins, they could like you know trade up if they wanted to. They have three first round picks and the third pick in the second round, I believe. Third or fourth pick in the second round, so. They got four picks in the first thirty-five, so and two first-round picks next year. So yeah, even if their ass is like, "Hey, we can give you this shit next year to get up to get Murray," but I think Murray is going to wind up going to Arizona. I think that's pretty much a done deal. Yeah, it's a lot. And Josh Rosen gets traded somewhere. He'll probably, probably like end up Murray Giants. The Bengals are like the uh, the Packers as a backup or some shit. I think Rosen will get traded to the Giants for a second rounder. Rosen, that'd be cool. Him and Sam Donald. <laughs> Giants said they uh they aren't interested in drafting Haskins at six or seventeen or not dra- interested in drafting a quarterback out of this draft. I should say. So it would make sense that they would trade for Rosen. I mean, I think that's probably a lie that they wouldn't take a quarterback. But I think I think they'll go defense and offense, like probably like a Devin White at six, and then turn around and get like a DK Metcalf or a Hakeem Butler a receiver. Wait, wait. who's their middle linebacker right now? The Giants. Uh, Alec Ogletree. I would still take Devin White. So. Yeah, he he's not that great, but I don't know. <laughs> if I was Devin White, I would refuse to go to the Giants. Like, I would literally rather play for any other team but the Giants. So, basically pull uh, – what was that? Uh, Eli, Eli Manning. Eli? Eli? Yeah. yeah. Dude, the Giants are fucking awful. They're going to suck so bad this year. They have nobody left on defense. They have no offensive – well, their offensive line is better than what it was last year, but they don't have nobody to spread the ball to. I mean, yeah, Golden Tate's nice, but, I mean, he's not like a number one. Three playmakers on offense, but no quarterback to get them the ball. So, yeah. They don't have have an old line to keep Eli up, too. They got Solder. He's straight, and they just got the guard in the trade. He's straight, and Will Hernandez is all right, but – I mean, I they mean, have no so it doesn't matter. Eli Manning's just a statue back there, so it's hard to block for him to begin with. 
True. You could put one of us back there, and we'd still go and have the same record, probably a game better. That's how bad they're going to be. Uh, uh, I would for sure have a better record than Eli Manning because I would run for my life. I know. you. Know, everybody will. We have no choice. Huh. It's called hand the ball off, Saquon, do Barry Sanders-like stuff. Oh. But that's not going to work. Another big, uh, big pickup that I saw was, uh, well, since since the Giants are basically like irrelevant this, they're basically gonna be irrelevant this year. I guess a whole bunch of people are going to Jets games now, since uh, Bell is gonna be there. Now you got your young, your young quarterback in um, Sam Darnold. Yep. Yeah. Sam. That's it. Sam, you got your young quarterback is Sam Darnold. You got some decent receivers, uh, some speedy receivers. If they can get one, uh, I mean, with the receivers that you have, they're 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 uh, they're good. They they got a lot of speed, so they could take the 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 top off of people, yeah. uh, and they could blow a lot a lot of deep coverage. So all you really do is need a guy that could play in the middle, like a slot receiver that could uh, basically if they had like a Michael Thomas. Or like, uh, base or a tight end that could just play in the middle, uh, for when the guys go over top, somebody could play in the middle of the field and then just catch those uh those third downs and shit like that. Jared Cook, right? Yeah, somebody like that. Or Jared, yeah, yeah, Jared Cook. You gotta put a a big receiver right there in the middle, or you could put a tight end right there in the middle. But somebody that could just. They got some, catch they those, got some, uh, catch, some catching traffic passes. Yeah. They got some options in the draft. Uh, Butler, Metcalf. You got you got Bell. Bell is approved pass catcher uh, type of running back, but you got but he's twenty seven, so and you got him for four years. So good luck. Yeah, him, and then I think uh, what pick do the Jets have? They got uh, they still got Isaiah Crowell, don't they? As the backup, right? Uh, they should have him no. and uh and Bilal Powell. Uh, yeah, Bilal Powell. He's still in, so he's still in free agency. Is he? Oh. Cool, Correct. Yeah, he's still in free agency. Yeah, they haven't signed him this year. and Powell. I mean, it'd be a good one too. Yeah. What pick do the Jets have? Uh, let me see. I have no idea. Jets. Jets. Third. Third pick? Uh, yeah. If I was the Jets, I'd probably try to trade that pick, move back to, like, number seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there, and then pick up a guy like TJ Hawkinson. I think he'd be a great fit. Tight end, he could run the seams, catch those, uh, those in routes right at the first down marker. He can block, which helps out for Bell. That'd be a good fit. I would also do that, but I would trade back. Say that again. I said I would I would do the same thing, but I would go with Greedy Williams out of LSU so they can get a number one corner. 
for the Jets? Yeah. It might be kind of high for a greedy. Not really. I've seen mock drafts for him. I know, but I'm saying like I've seen mock drafts him like anywhere from like going to Tampa Bay all the way to like twenty something, which is outrageous. I've seen that too. Like he yeah. can be in the three to. He's not getting past sixteen. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. They're at sixteen. He's there at 16 when the Panthers pick. We running up there. You you going up to uh Charlotte and you about to beat some my ass? That's what you're saying? Running up there. Him and if you re- him and Dante. If you, really, if, you, if you really think about it, he should not get past the the ninth pick, and that's the Bills. Or the t- really the Bills, the Bills, Broncos. And Bengals should all be looking at him. And Packers. He shouldn't get past the Packers. Because the Bills, because I like Buddy, uh, I think Ed Oliver is his name. The next Aaron Donald, or probably close to it. And he's been falling down draft boards for no apparent reason. He's been falling down draft boards because they don't. Didn't he have a situation with Houston where he didn't want to play? I think the only situation I seen with him was he uh his coach on the sideline. He was wearing a jacket on the sideline. And then supposedly yeah. he wasn't supposed to wear the jacket on the sideline. That was only for active players. And he was hurt at the time and he had a whole blow up about it. That is and they're concerned about they're concerned about his size, but it's like his measurables is pretty much the same as Aaron Donald when he came out or somebody like uh, Rashad Gary, the defensive and defensive tackle out of Michigan. And they're not saying anything about him. So I don't get it. I'm not hearing that. Another thing, I'm not hearing that much about Joe, Joey Bosa anymore. It's because he's pretty much a lock in one of the top three picks. I feel like he's going number two to the 49ers. Like, I think if, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm taking a quarterback first, first overall pick. Yeah. Same. But him, him on the 40, him on the 49ers with D Ford and Quan Alexander and Sherman and Barrett. That's some speed. If Jimmy Garoppolo can come back straight, they're gonna they they can challenge the Rams. That's probably the surprise team this year for me out of the NFC 49ers. You think they I at best they get in a wild card spot. They're not winning the division, but I'll give them the wild card spot. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it depends on Garoppolo. And if they add anything else to that offense. All right. Uh, so the next topic. Uh, Bridgewater? Do you, No. Do you guys believe in uh, the Browns hype? Because now – 
everybody saying the Cleveland Browns, and everybody as in like people on ESPN, people on FS1, CBS, uh, Bleach Report, all these pe- all these sports reporters and analysts and stuff, they're saying the Browns, and that's just the Browns' offense. I don't think they really made a splash on that defensive side of the ball, but anyways, uh, that offense. They're saying that offense is going to be uh, the best offense in the NFL, and like, and they're going to be hard to stop on offense, and the they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Do you guys believe in the Cleveland Browns hype? Trey, you want to go first on that? Troy. Do you lose Troy? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I would say yes, but I would Super Bowl contenders because they're not like proven that often. They're gonna win that division so easy; it's not even funny. Because look at them compared to the rest of the teams in that division: the Ravens, got Lamar Jackson and a run first offense who's not accurate and has no number one receiver. And their defense literally lost everybody. But they picked up Earl Thomas. That's not going to be enough. The Bengals are the Bengals. The Bengals are the Bengals. <laughs> they just have A.J. Green. And that's about it. They resigned Tyler Eifer, but he's injury prone. So it's not really anything. And the Steelers... I don't trust the Steelers after losing those pieces. I don't see how you lose them, too, and get better the year after. Maybe after a year or two and you get some people in there, but no. But the Browns, there's no way they shouldn't be a playoff team and win that division. I say 11-5 and five this year for them. Uh, I agree. Jesus. <clears throat> I agree. Um, they're not Super Bowl contenders because they haven't shown shown that they could do anything on the field just yet. On paper, they look good. At least that offense looks good. On paper, that offense looks good. That's going to be nasty, too. But, yeah. Only person they really lost was Jabril Peppers coming on at the end of last season. But they picked up Sheldon Richardson. That's a pretty good pickup. Traded for uh-huh. Bernier. They they're gonna be straight. Denzel Ward at corner. They need another corner. Find another corner. Maybe another safety. But Jonathan Cyprian or Eric Berry. They're gonna be nasty. I don't know about. I don't know about Eric Berry. Well, you don't know about him. But the Panthers or the Chargers will gladly take him. You don't, if you don't want to know about him, we'll take him. Yeah, okay. You say that now, and then when Eric Berry has missed coverage or we'll take somebody. That happens all the time. It happens. I've been dealing with Bradbury for the past two, three years. It's okay. It happens. You want to upgrade, not the same, not the same thing that's gonna happen. 
I mean, that would be an upgrade. Who's our? Who would be our safety? Denoria, Cersei. That's not. Yeah, that's definitely an upgrade. Uh, Jackson is one of your safeties. Jackson. I mean, he can play both. He's married. But that. Yeah. We'll take. There goes Troy. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, the Browns. The Browns hype. Real. That's not Super Bowl contenders over the Patriots who won the whole thing, or the Chargers, or the Chiefs, or the or the Jaguars. Yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville is pretty bad up there. The Chiefs are gonna get smoked. They have no defense. They might not have Tyree Kill either. Yeah, if that happens, uh, Sammy Watkins, your number one receiver. Yeah, good luck. And that running back situation is kind of, you know. Yeah, they got a lot of, I don't know, like stop gaps there. They don't really have their franchise level running back. Yeah, Tevin Coleman would have been perfect in the offense, but. They let him go elsewhere. Yeah, I don't understand how Le'Veon Bell got, what, 14, 15 million a year, but Coleman only got five. Tevin Coleman's pretty good. I'm not saying he's Le'Veon Bell, but he can do a lot of the stuff he does. Yeah, he should have got more. <clears throat> it, like, you know, backup roles and then go somewhere to be a starter. Dude, he would have been an amazing fit with, with Kamara. What's the next? Uh, we'll talk about Tannehill getting traded to the Titans, even though that's not really big. I think it's a good trade for both sides. Titans have had a lot of problems with Mariota staying healthy, and I think Tannehill can do a lot of the things that Mariota does in that offense. Yeah. Granted, neither one of them can stay healthy, but them together, at least you got a shot of having somebody come play off time. Yeah, if they make the playoffs, it's gonna be difficult. With the uh, the Titans are uh, Titans have been pretty good the last couple of years. I mean, they should make the playoffs, especially with the drop offs and teams like the Steelers and yeah, Ravens. I think they're gonna fall off again this year. I don't know. They just lost too much for me. Yeah, I think the they Browns are head and shoulder. Yeah, I think the Browns are head and shoulders. Definitely gonna win that division, but I'm not gonna put 11 or 12 wins on them yet. I think they may be more like a nine or a 10 win team. Agree. Uh, they win it. They don't win the division. Fire everybody. Ramon, what's going on back there? Oof. Nothing. 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 Don't sound like nothing, but okay. All right. So, next big thing uh, Zion Williamson is an animal. This man is a straight beast. And the crazy part is, he's only what, 19, 20? He can't legally drink right now. And yet, he is destroying the college game. Uh, Zion, uh, 
shit. Oh, I'm looking for the numbers right now. I think I got it. Zion. I think he's averaging went, like 18 and 10 or something. Uh, Zion, he had a perfect game. His first game back. Oh, yeah, 13 for 13 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, thirteen for thirteen for his first game back, and I I think that was the that that was the Syracuse game. Yeah, so he, he was perfect. He was on un, he was unstoppable. Yeah, he, he went perfect in the Syracuse game, and then in the North Carolina game, he hits the uh he just straight dogged everybody in the post. Like you you one on one in the post, he was just attacking them. Won them that game, and then in the championship, uh. The a- ACC championship game, he goes for 21. R.J. Barrett went for 17. Train Jones went for 18. But they won by 10. And they got the trophy. And they gave Zion the uh, the MVP of the tournament. Uh, I think the ACC tournament. So, uh, good good thing, good thing Nike had gave him uh, a new pair of modern uh, custom shoes. So if you guys didn't hear about that, uh, Nike came down to uh, to Duke to hand hand make uh, customize a pair of uh, Kyrie fours uh, for Zion. So that way the incident that happened in the PG two point five, so that way that doesn't happen again. So that that just shows you that uh, Nike really cares and Nike really stepped up about their athletes. Uh, he's Nike. So hopefully, he's Nike already. He signs with Nike. But the, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like a guy of his size, like there really isn't a shoe designed for him because guys in the NBA are the ones who get the the actual shoes for obvious reasons. So, like LeBron, his shoe is custom tailored to his needs, as along with the rant and and Kyrie. So it, it makes sense that they sent. I think they sent 12 people out from Oregon all the way over to uh to Duke to get yep. a measurement so they can make a sole wide enough to fit his foot. Yep. Uh, I think Nike really stepped up on that one. They would they could have just been like, "Oh, well, he could just wear another shoe." Not not really. But I think Nike really like the only reason why Nike went out there is just because uh they they knew they were getting bad like rep for that because he broke through the shoe. I mean, I understand so, the negative press, but it's not really their fault. There just isn't a shoe that was made to withstand the, the size, the strength, and power that he possesses. Yeah, and 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 the explosiveness that he has every every single play. So. This is hilarious. Here we go. He doesn't sign with Nike though. Does all this and Nike doesn't. Nike like usually get too. like the the big time superstars. Like they they never let those guys get out the door. If it's not Nike, it's Jordan. Yeah. I think what I think uh some of these top prospects is gonna probably wind up with like uh, some surprise. Like you know, wind up with like Adidas or like uh. Puma's gonna start getting some people. Oh, See, yeah, Puma, I like I look at Puma, Puma last year Puma with, with like uh, 
Like, like you look at DeAndre Ayton last year. I think he was the first one to like sign with Puma or one of the first. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at DeAndre Ayton as like a name and a figure, like he's not like a popular guy. So it does, it makes sense that yeah. Nike didn't him and go after him. And Marvin Bagley's their top guys. And a question mark on Michael Porter Jr. It would be nasty if he ever back checks out. Yeah, if he comes back 100%, the Nuggets are going to be the new Warriors. Give him like three years. True. Not necessarily play style-wise, but like drafting people and grooming them into stars. Yeah, they got that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, with with Zion, do y'all think um, he did the uh, he did the right thing by coming back and playing uh, playing in the tournament, or you think he should have just sat and waited? Well, I mean, I'm always an advocate of protecting your investments. So, I mean, if he felt like he didn't want to come back to risk another injury, I'd be fine with that. But I have no problem with him coming back and playing. So either way, I mean, I don't really have a discretion. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people would have came back in this situation. But, yeah, pretty much the same thing Troy said. I mean, football's a little bit different because you you have a chance for your career to end on every single snap. Basketball. Yeah, if it was football. It's a lot less dangerous. If it was football, no, I'm not coming back now. True. Um. I think he did the right thing, and uh, I think he handled the the press the right way. Like he did, I didn't notice where he said something a little snappy. He was like, but then he said the p- politically correct thing. He was like, um, to all the people that said I shouldn't come back, he was like, no, no, thank you. Uh, like he's he even said it himself. Like he's a hooper and he loves this game. So, I mean. I understand, I understand his point. When you love the game, you love the game. You don't, you don't want to like, you don't want to get hurt. Like you don't want to get sick. Like you want to come out and you want to play the game. So, did he did he do the right thing? Yes, but uh, is he still at risk? Like yes, but it's like y'all said, it's not much of a risk like football. So, oh man, I wish Zion was at LSU though, cause. Man, that would be great. I mean, he could have been at LSU if y'all would have paid him, but we're not going to talk about that, you know. I mean, Duke paid him, so I mean, what's the matter? <laughs> right? <laughs> Duke, Duke, play, Duke is playing him, playing him good, so Duke is paying him so good. Stop. Because <laughs> you can look at um, – RJ and Zion's uh, Instagrams, and you can see that they're riding in a uh, in a in a Range Rover. So, exactly. Speaking or a Lincoln, it's it's a Range Rover. It's a Lincoln. I can't remember which one, but it's like so. People are complaining about the whole uh, the white girl, the UNC white girl that hit up. Did I hear about that? Yes, he that yes. on Twitter. I was. I was, I was laughing. I was like, man, this man, this man can't even like flirt with a chick, bro. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Zion, you gotta improve that. I mean, 
he he a college kid, so he gotta talk to whoever he gotta talk to. Like let him do his thing. Like this shit. I'm not saying that. I'm like, you know, he probably could have did better, but I ain't talked to her. But I mean, that's him. But yeah, I seen that. I thought Dang, that was funny. I I was dying laughing. I was like, man, let let him. Let him do him, bro. That's all I gotta say. Let him do him. Um, last last thing about Zion. Uh, what what team you think would be the best fit for Zion Williamson? I would go with the Phoenix Suns. Let me check Tankathon. Him up tempo. I would go with either Phoenix or Atlanta. The worst place for him to go would be New York or the Cavs. Because if he's ass like the first 10 games in New York, that media, they're going to complain. Or if he's. All right, let's take a look at the current top 10. Uh, The Knicks, not a good fit. Phoenix, good fit. Cleveland, not a good fit. Chicago, not a good fit. Atlanta, I don't know. Him and John Collins kind of do a lot of the same thing, so I would personally say not a good fit. Memphis, Jaron Jackson. Eh. Chicago, not a good fit? No. No, marketing. Marketing. Uh, but you could, you could play Zion. You could play Zion at the three. You better look. I wouldn't play him at the three. I'd play him at the four or the five. The only way it depends on the team, though. Wait. I don't want him at 292, 300 pounds as my small four. He has to lose some type of weight. He's 20. I just he, – he's more – he's like a mix between a Blake Griffin and a LeBron to me. I think he's more of a four. Blake and LeBron, that's a solid comparison. I've heard that mixture. Or a Larry Johnson and Sean Kemp type. Yeah, Larry Johnson's a probably – he's pretty prototypical. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. really call him much of a Draymond because he's just he's better than Draymond at pretty much everything except for passing. I pretty much like I said, I think uh like you said the LeBron Blake comparison like mixture or like I said the Larry Johnson, Sean Kemp athleticism would be pretty good comparisons. In my opinion. But yeah, Phoenix. I think he'd be a good fit with the Pelicans too. Losing Anthony Davis, he would be perfect to fit, fit right in because high tempo, fast, young team, get out and transition and run. That's that's, that's what he can do. Him and Julius, but he said, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah him and Julius would run the floor. That would be crazy. You can't bully neither one of them. That's not gonna work. And then you, st- you still got if if the Pelicans do this trade. With the uh, Boston Celtics, you still got uh, Jason Tatum, you still got Brown, and then you got Drew Holiday somewhere. And if you get lucky and that that Kings pick falls at number two, and you keep it, then you can get Zion and Morant. Obviously, it won't happen, but that would be like the ceiling right there. Yeah, and please, everybody, stop talking with Zion to the Lakers. That's not gonna happen. It's not happening. They can't take that much. Like the Lakers can't get that lucky. Even if they did, the NBA is not gonna not gonna do that. Come on. 
like I I I don't remember like their the new NBA lotto thing, but I know the percentage has changed. But I know they do like, the top four now instead of the top three as well. So basically, if you got the number one slot, you can fall out of the top five now. Damn. Before you were guaranteed a top three, but since they do four picks now, you could have four teams jump you, and you could end up at number five. Yeah. Now that now that's crazy. Uh, Either way, it's not. I happening. think the bet. I think the best fit for him would be, like you guys said, Atlanta. Um, Dallas might be a good fit. I, I, I wouldn't say that's a good fit because I think for Dallas, you need like a traditional like center, like a DeAndre Jordan, even though obviously they just got rid of him. But they would need somebody to just protect the rim and defend because you got Porzingis running around, Doncic kind of running the offense and doing his thing. You just need some – you just need another. You need a, a, a lockdown or a knockdown shooter, and then like a like a rim protector. Zion, baby, that team's solid. Somewhere where he could be like a maybe a number two option. At worst, yeah, Zion, he he would fit really good with Phoenix. I would say Phoenix and the Pelicans is probably the two teams he would fit the best with, in my Phoenix, opinion. No. Uh, I'm going Phoenix, Pelicans, and Atlanta. Same. I think Atlanta would be another good one. Uh, please don't. Please. No Cleveland. Do not go to Cleveland, man. I'm not doing that. I'm so tired of seeing Cleveland. Like, if, if LeBron, like, well, LeBron, LeBron ain't going back to Cleveland. So we, we don't need, we don't, we do not need to see. Cleveland and any national TV games anymore. I'm tired of it. Say LeBron's not going back to Cleveland to end his career, but LeBron's LeBron ain't going back to Cleveland, man. Unless he, because there ain't no point. Because if he goes back to Cleveland, he ain't bringing him another championship. So, but I mean, he can't go. The East gonna be the, the East. The East gonna be too good by the time LeBron go back to Cleveland. Or basically wherever his son goes, wherever Bronny goes. Bronny gonna be right Bronny gonna be right there in LA. Good shit. The way that the Lakers looking. Oh. Uh Bron and Bronny. Alright. <laughs> Alright, let's get on to the next topic. Uh so for for me and Troy. We've been keeping up with uh, LSU men's basketball uh, all season because we because last season they did pretty good. Now this season they're doing even way better. Uh, we've been keeping Ramon up. Like Ramon will see us in our group chat and he'll be like, "Oh, well, LSU this and LSU that from time to time." So uh, LSU won the regular season uh, SEC championship. So because they won that. The regular season uh, championship. That means they're in the uh, they're in the NCAA tournament, correct? Yes. We lost yes. Troy. We lost Troy. Oh, we lost Troy. I, don't know how I got booted, but I'm back. All right. So, like I was saying, uh, because LSU won the regular season SEC championship, they're in the NCAA NCAA tournament, correct? Yep. Yep. All right. Um. 
Now, we could have been a number one seed if we won the SEC tournament. Now, that's the conference tournament. We could have been a number one seed and just been, been in a better seeding situation. But because of Florida, it's always fucking Florida somehow. I don't know how it's always the Gators, but it's always the Gators. Uh, we Unfortunately, it was a close game. Uh, they lost by a last second, la- not, yeah, like last second three-point shot. Miscommunication on defense. <sighs> bad, a little bit of bad coaching, miscommunication. So, unfortunately, LSU lost and lost their first game in the tournament. And now, now we're looking at best the three or two seed, the two or three seed for the NCAA tournament. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah, it says the three um, spot in Virginia's region. Last I checked this morning. In Virginia's region, okay, so that's not that bad. But uh, with Will Wade out, how far do you guys think LSU can make it in the NCAA tournament? I think they'll probably win the first game for sure. Second game against. Will it be like a number seven, number six, whatever? That's the probably the game where we'd start to have issues. I don't really watch basketball till March Madness, but I've been keeping up with LSU a little bit. I'm gonna go with Elite Eight. Ooh, all right, Elite Eight, Nick. I like it. I like it. Uh, so they're gonna probably get bounced out in the first game. So we're just gonna. I think, I think, uh, I think we we're good for the first round. The first round we should be able to win. The second round, like Troy said, uh, things are gonna get shaky because it's just better competition. So it's gonna get a little shaky. Uh, I am gonna agree with Ramon. Like the highest ceiling, like my prediction is the elite eight. If we make it to the Elite Eight, that's cool. If we make it to the Final Four, that's cool. Like, we haven't been to the Final Four in a very long time. 2006. I don't, ex- I don't ex- There you go. I don't expect LSU to win the whole thing. I'm not going to say LSU is going to win the whole thing. Do I hope they win the tournament? Yes. Because if we win the tournament this year, even if we don't have the coach or if we do have our head coach, that means recruits are going to be like, oh, well, let me go look at LSU. Let's see what LSU got. Okay, they got a good team. Nobody is really on that one-and-done radar. Maybe we have, like, one person. I think uh, Nas, um, Nas Reed's probably gone, Nas, yeah. Yeah, Nas, Nas Reed is the only person that could be a one-and-done. Everybody else is staying. Make it happen. We don't need Nas Reed because he's a, he's a power forward, so. Him and Julius. Make it happen. Uh, so anyway, what was it? Yeah, so at the best for LSU right now is let's let's get to the Elite Eight. Let's get to the Final Four. We uh we get our coach back come next season. Uh we get some some more recruits, some good freshmen, some what is it, five-star, four-star freshman, and then we go make a title run. But right right now, this season, I think the best chance for LSU is the Final Four. 
Um, All right. I don't see us getting past the Sweet 16. I definitely think we'll win one. We could win two after that. It would just depend on do we end up getting like a two or a three seed or like whatever. Like do we match up with one of the best teams left or does one of these like 14, 15, 11, 10 seeds go on a run and then we end up getting an easier matchup? Yeah, do we get a Cinderella story or do we get some some like you said Virginia or do we get like or a fucking uh do we get Kentucky or some shit like that? Like one of those higher tier teams that you always see in the tournament. Yeah, yeah team this year, State. John Morant gonna gonna put him on a low run. Yeah, John Morant's if John Morant goes full superstar mode, he could carry them into the, the Elite Eight on his own. The draft not gonna shoot up. Phoenix Suns, Jamar Rant, make it happen. You guys think he's the number one uh point guard off the uh yeah. in the draft? Yeah, he yeah. he's gonna be the next Derrick Rose. Like what look at Derrick Rose's college tape and then look at John Morant. John Morant looks better than Derrick Rose looked. Basically, Derrick Rose with Westbrook athleticism, or close to it. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Derrick Rose was more athletic than Westbrook back in the day. Say yes. I agree. I definitely agree. Derrick Rose, bad motherfucker. He just, his layups were just so godly. Yeah. Now that's Kyrie. Kyrie does that now. Basically, take Kyrie, make him better, and then give him like five inches on his vert, and then you get Derrick Rose. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I think John Morant's the second best prospect. I, I honestly, he depending on the fit, I, I could, I could. I could definitely see an argument that he's the best prospect in the draft, depending on your team's needs. I think yeah. he's good. If, if, Go and, and going back to it, if if I'm New York or Phoenix, I'm sorry, I'm not looking at Zion. I'm looking at Morant first. Uh, not Morant. Uh, well, how do you say his name? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Morant. Yeah, I'm looking at, if I'm New York, New York, they got who they got? Smith. Um, yeah. Uh, so New York really doesn't need Morant because Smith is just he needs to control the ball. He needs to be your PG. So I think Smith will be good at PG. Now Phoenix, Phoenix needs Morant. If Phoenix gets the number Straight one up. pick, I would be highly shocked that they didn't trade it to whoever had the number two pick, get assets, and then still take Morant. Kind of like fucking uh, the the Celtics fleeced uh, the 76ers on Markel Fultz. They knew he was going to be a bust, and they made that trade to to get Jason Tatum, and then the 76ers look stupid now. But like whoever takes either one of them, that's not a – like either one of them is a great fit. Yeah, I think both of them are surefire multi-time all-stars. It's not like the whole Atlanta Dallas situation. It's like, oh well, we traded away Luca and we got Trey Young, and then in return, are they both gonna be nasty? Yeah, I just think that I don't know Trey Young. I'm not saying he's his ceiling is low, but 
just the amount of things Luca can do for you and the size that he has. I like I don't know. That was just the surefire number one guy for me last year, and it wasn't even close. True. It's just people were worried because he was coming. He's young and he's coming from the uh, Euro League. Yeah, and they, they didn't like Come his on, athleticism. Man. He's basically like a LeBron without the athleticism, but he's like more skilled offensively with like his his jump shooting and his post game and. He's clutch. Basically. Yeah, he's he's a natural he scorer. He's like a Carmelo Anthony, but just Again, better. like I said, clutch too, so but <laughs> there there goes the LeBron's not clutch. Uh oh. Uh LeBron, LeBron ain't clutch, man. I, I seen that game today versus the Knicks. I was highly disappointed in LeBron. And mind you, I think LeBron is the GOAT. And let me be clear about this. LeBron is the GOAT in my era. Michael Jordan is the GOAT overall. But in my era, I'm taking LeBron. But LeBron is not clutch. He has his clutch times. He he's showing in numbers wise that he is more clutch than Jordan and Kobe by the numbers. Maybe those numbers have changed now today, but from I think when I watch Undisputed, Shannon Sharp was like, "Oh well, LeBron has this more. He has better field goal percentage and better three point percentage and better free throw percentage." Da da da. But this was like a couple of weeks ago, so who knows? Those numbers are kind of skewed because. Pretty much every year before, like, 2013, when it came time for that time for somebody to go score to win the game, LeBron was passing it off, like, almost every time. He wasn't going to take the shots. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, if he finds a better shot for somebody else, that's fine. But there would be times where he would literally force it to, like, fucking Chris Bosh in the corner and expect him to make it. Yeah. Oh, he'll or he'll just give it to Kyrie later and, and expect Kyrie to do something. I'm like, come on, now. But no, can't give LeBron's me definitely not. He doesn't have the killer instinct like a Jordan. I mean, nope. There's nothing wrong with that. It just is what it is. That, that's the problem, though, is 99% of these people, these young millennials or Generation Z or whatever you want to call these weirdos on Twitter that like to build LeBron up by breaking down everybody else's careers. They they really don't understand the game or don't really know what they're watching. So they see LeBron, oh, he catches the ball, hits the, the long three against the Pacers to win the series or to win game six or whatever it was last year. And they're just prisoners of the moment. They just – they don't even know what Jordan used to do back in the day. He used to do the same shit. And if you really think about it, Jordan – would go out there and he would try and destroy that matchup. Like, he'll try and take over that whole game. So that way it's not even a close game. Like, the close games or close moments that jo- or clutch shots that Jordan had, it would have to be against a very good team. Yeah, like the Jazz. Like the last shot. Uh, yep, Jazz. Uh, Boston. L.A. Sonics back in the day. Sonics, Cleveland was a close game. If you look at that Cleveland Cavs team, that was a close. That was a uh, that was a good team. Uh, it's like you would always, and then they were just on their game. They was just on their on their shit, and Jordan would have to just come up clutch. 
LeBron is having LeBron is stuck with a close game against the New York Knicks, who is taking for Zion right now. The Knicks tried to lose that game. And the Lakers can't even win the game. Like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing, LeBron? LeBron, the worst thing LeBron did this season was force him and his agent into to leaking the rumors about uh Anthony Davis wanting out because all he did was essentially throw all his teammates under the bus in the process. And now they don't. So now they don't want to play. Now they don't want to play for exactly. And from what I heard, the Lakers owner, uh, Janie Buss or whatever the hell her name is, literally was was uh, yep. exploring options to trade LeBron before the deadline. I didn't even know that. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Some people say it's dumb to trade LeBron, but if you got a team like the Lakers' young core isn't horrible, and if you could like LeBron came there for free, you didn't give up nothing to get him. So if you could get something back for him that's actually good and can help you in the long run, you would you should at least listen to the option. I'm not saying you should make the trade, but you should at least listen to it. Facts. LeBron to the Pelicans. Nah. A little too late for that. We don't. We we definitely don't need that. Now, I wouldn't even want LeBron back on the Heat. Me personally, I'm a Heat fan. I I love LeBron when he was in his prime, but LeBron right now, I don't need him fucking. Uh, I don't need him messing up Justice Winslow, uh, controlling the ball because Winslow is being is great as our point guard right now. I don't need him messing up Josh uh, Josh Richardson's uh time when he needs to uh come up and be clutch and I don't need him messing up um Hassan Whiteside getting in yeah I no Hassan Whiteside needs to go. Like he <laughs> needs to be traded. Like somebody needs to take Whiteside's contract please so I can get Bam in the game. If I could get Bam in the game we could win more games. Yeah, I feel like Whiteside did everything he needed to do in order to get paid and after he got paid he just stopped caring. Facts. And I I even remember to I remember telling Troy at that time like White Side is an all star. I was all on the White Side bandwagon, and then and then here comes the playoffs. He didn't do too great in the playoffs. I mean, and then the next season he reminded he me like a spitting image of Roy Hibbert. Like Roy Hibbert looked like an absolute superstar his first couple years in in Indiana. He got paid. And then after that, he literally turned into a rolling trash can. Facts. What? Like, like I, I, I seen his ability and his his good rim protection, good rebounder, but he didn't strike me as like one of the the centers that you you want to pay a max contract to that could take over a game if he had to. Like, I don't, I didn't see him as a guy you could just. Get your ass in the post. We're throwing you the ball. Get me a bucket. Do it over and over and over again until something else opens up. I just didn't view him as that guy. Now, granted, you still have to pay him because, I mean, if you don't pay him, somebody else is. But I would definitely explore uh, trying to get rid of him in the offseason. Maybe get mm-hmm. a first-round pick back and a young piece that maybe can develop in the future. We need a uh, a point guard. Probably like a Dallas. Another, so I'm gonna take him. We we need a, we need a point guard because Dragic is gone. I I wouldn't pick up Dragic. He uh, went well with the Lakers. Just, if the Lakers can't get nobody. 
I don't think you would get a top ten pick for him, but you might get a future like a the Lakers next year draft pick or something that's like lottery protected or something. I mean, I think the Lakers' worst case scenario is they wind up with like a Demarcus Cousins or somebody like that. Wait, you saying white side to the, wait? You saying white side to the Lakers or Dragic? Because Dragic going to be a free agent. Uh, I think Whiteside would be a perfect fit for the Lakers because he's pretty much like a younger Tyson Chandler. Yeah, and then you just let go of Tyson Chandler and uh, McGee. Exactly. Or actually, no, you can keep McGee, but McGee could be good off the bench. I think White. I think the the Lakers are gonna end up with. I don't know if they'll end up with Whiteside, but if they go like the free agency route, they'll probably end up with like Kemba Walker and I don't know who else is a free agent that's like decent. They're gonna aim for like, yeah, Cousins. There you go. That's a good one. They're gonna aim for like oh yeah Durant, but they'll probably end up with Kemba Walker and Demarcus Cousins. Kemba, Demarcus, or Kemba and um, DeAndre Jordan. That the funny part was when people were like, uh, they heard LeBron say um, to Kawhi Leonard, like, "Oh, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna call you soon." I was like, and then they were saying how that's tampering. I'm like, that could just be a normal phone conversation. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's tampering. Yeah. Plus, he he doing too much. We already know Kawhi is out of there. He going to the Clippers. We go from there. I think Kawhi's going to resign. Me personally. I don't see why Kawhi would leave Toronto. Like, their team is already good. They don't have any weaknesses. They just – they need to keep Gasol, get him, you know, like a two-year deal. That would be a good resign. Make sure Lowry gets paid. I don't – I think he's due for another contract next year. They just need, like, another jump shooter, like a J.J. Redick type of guy. Yeah. They yeah, they definitely need somebody to come off the bench and be another shooter. Because they got Danny Green, but Danny Green's good. Like he's good enough to be like a a stopgap at the two guard, but they could definitely use like a I don't know, I think somebody like Miritich would be a good fit with the Raptors. Oh, um so breaking news. Um the the PG from the San Antonio Spurs, Murray. He, he just posted on Twitter soon. So I'm guessing he's about to get cleared soon. And with the Spurs coming, uh, going into the playoffs, that could be a good addition to the Spurs. Yeah, that could be. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking that risk. I'm not. I'm holding. For Murray's, Murray and I'm holding him out to next season. I feel like he, he would be a good minutes restriction PG. Because either way, lost in the first round. I don't know about that. Who are they? Know. Who are they? I don't. Who I, they play right now? Like how it is? I think the Spurs right now would play the not the Thunder, the Rockets. I think the Rock. And the Rockets are the Trailblazers. They win one game. I don't know about that. I think they could beat. I think they could but beat everybody in the West except for the Warriors. But Chris Paul getting hurt, they can get like two because Chris Paul usually gets hurt around this time of year. I mean, you had their floor general back to 
the Rosen and Aldridge. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The worst matchup the Nuggets could get in the first round is the Spurs because Popovich would just run them nuts with all their fucking ball movement. And then nah, I think it's what the Spurs. The Spurs are Utah. Utah would be well, yeah. Utah does a lot of the things the Spurs can do defensively, matchups and yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I you know what I was about to say. Does anybody think Sacramento is gonna uh, make the playoffs? But then I I love looking at it and right now and I'm like, Ooh, no, they are like seven games away from the Clippers. So either way, shout out to Sacramento. They got a bright future with Bagley and. De'Arian Fox is going to be nasty. Get a jump shot. Still got Buddy. Buddy Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy Hill. Number three option on that team. They should yeah. They keep him. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what the Clippers are doing or how they're winning because if I remember correctly, like, they have nobody left on their team. And they get, uh, hey, but, hey, hey, hey. Hey. Doc Rivers. Man. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got Zubach, Everly. <laughs> Lou, yeah. Lou Williams, good. I mean, I don't know. You... We got some pieces. We just, need the, we just need the superstars to come in. Kawhi Leonard, you know, somebody else. Shea we... Alexander, solid. Yeah, y'all need to call like a wing in free agency. Yeah, get rid of uh, Gallinari after this year. Let him, let him go somewhere else. Get that contract out of here. And we ready. Yeah, hey. Hey, you're not lying. Uh, it's it's basically Alexander, Lou Williams, and Zubats, and Doc Rivers. Like those are the only four reasons. And the bench is playing solid too. Yeah, Montrez. Montrez. Joe Green went to Jeff Green went to uh the Clippers, or is that another Green? Didn't even know Jeff Green was still in the league. No. Yeah, Green is, that's Jermichael no, Green. No. He's pretty good. No. Yeah, that's Jermichael yeah. Yeah, Green's good. I'm about to say because Jeff Green is uh, with the Wizards right now. Clippers and Pelicans got a bright future ahead of them. You know? We'll see y'all next year. Well, depending on uh, the free agency and the draft. We'll, we'll see. And the trade. We'll see y'all, we'll see y'all next year in them playoffs. I mean, if the Pelicans have ideal offseason, like adding Tatum, finding a long-term point guard that, that can stay healthy, maybe keeping Alfred Payton as, like, your backup and then finding a big man to run with Julius, we could be, like, a 45-win team next year. Or we could just do absolutely uh, everything wrong and end up, like, a 20-win team looking for the number one pick again, like we are this year. And come think about it, if they do – Tank, who is who's gonna be in that draft? Because we got this Zion draft. Nobody's talking about the draft after that. Yeah, I don't know. Lamella Ball. <laughs> Man, stop. Lamella doing. We don't even know Lamella's gonna. Uh, actually, come to think about it, he's gonna be eighteen, and they just changed, and the NBA just changed that rule where you could be like eighteen and you could declare for the draft. Oh, so he. Lamelo, he could go straight out of high school if you really think about it. Lamelo with the limitless range badge on the Pelicans. 
LaMelo Ball is six foot five, 153 pounds. I think he should go to college for a year. He needs, he needs to get that muscle with him. Because if you, if you notice, Lonzo got that muscle over the summer. Jello Ben had that body. Yeah. Uh, he needs to Ball is literally the, the muscle. Charles Barkley, and that, that you, you can't be that in the NBA anymore. <laughs> Leangelo Ball, he's like a freaking 6'5". True. I feel like Jello Ball will be a a good two guard coming off the bench. I don't think he's a he could eventually develop into a starter if you aren't if he's on the right team. But I feel like he should get a spot on somebody's bench. Either way, wherever he go, he he can't be doing that half court bullshit. That shit ain't flying. You don't, you don't see Lonzo doing that shit, so I don't see why any of the other brothers would do that shit. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, Lonzo, Lonzo was hitting those shots too. Not like that. He was hitting some deep three, and he was like two steps from half court, pulling it and making it. All right. Uh, I'm getting a little bit off. Damn, we went to LSU all the way talking about the ball brothers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with with uh so with Teddy Bridgewater uh, signing a one year deal with the Saints, do you guys think that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback after Brees? No. Draft or no. somebody? I'm gonna go with yes. Sure. And the only reason I say that is. The past two drafts, right, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. it was well known that Sean Payton wanted Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs knew this, even though nobody came out in the media. It wasn't something that was talked about. They knew we wanted him. They traded directly in front of us to take him for a reason. Shout out to them. This past year, he was all over Baker Mayfield. He knew he wasn't going to get him, so he made it well known that he thought he was the best QB in the draft. And two consecutive years, he looks like he's correct. Now, he says Teddy Bridgewater is definitely his future quarterback and ain't no question about it. So if he was right on the past two who he wanted, I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't be right about Bridgewater. So, you, so you're you trusting your head coach. I mean, you're trusting his – Sean eye. Payton might be the best, evaluate, the best evaluator of offensive talent the league's ever seen. He's probably the best play caller the league's ever seen. I think if he thinks he has something in Bridgewater, he probably has something in Bridgewater. What happens? I agree. With you. What happens if he leaves to Dallas? Those Dallas rumors. I don't. Those Dallas. Those Dallas rumors been going on for years. 2008, man. when the Saint. So the Saints went to the NFC Championship, lost to the Bears, and then they had like two straight seven and nine seasons. And they were talking about firing Jason Garrett to trade for Sean Payton or some shit. And it pretty much ever since then, it's been rumors. I think cut like three years ago, the Colts were in that rumor. And now we're the Cowboys. I don't know. Unless Sean Payton decides, like, comes out. I wouldn't even consider that. I wouldn't even put any stock into that. Okay. If you look at Teddy Bridgewater, you look at his 
his his abilities as a quarterback, his size, and the things he can do. He, the person he closely reminds me of is Drew Brees. He doesn't have the greatest arm, but he's very accurate. He's smart. He yep. knows how to read a defense. He knows how to make adjustments at the line. This is all stuff we knew coming out of college. The reason why he didn't end up as like a top five pick is because his pro day was pretty poor. Yep. Like, uh, I think it was Matt Miller. One of the draft scouts said that the, his pro day did not match his tape. So I think Bridgewater. I mean, if you, if you put the right team around somebody who has ability and has proven to have ability, I think the sky is the limit. Because if he could, he graded out. I think the first two years as a starter, he was like plus seventy or over seventy. I think it was like seventy point something and like seventy five with uh, Pro Football Focus. With the Vikings, who all they do is hand the ball off, I think you can do shit with the Saints. All right. Sounds good. Uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm agreeing with Troy. If uh, if Sean Payton sees something in Bridgewater, and Sean Payton, Sean Payton does have a good track record of quarterback, because you gotta look at uh. Breeze, uh, Breeze, Mahomes, and Baker Mayfield. I think the only two you could say he was kind of wrong one on was Chase Daniels and uh, and Grace Grayson Allen. No, not Grayson Allen. Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. Well, all right. The, the Chase Daniel thing's a little bit different because he was more of just our backups. So, I mean, we didn't have to rely on him being in the future because he's already like 33 now or whatever. But you also can't forget, yeah. he, was the, he was the guy who brought Tony Romo into Dallas and told um, Parcells that he was going to be the guy. And, and Tony Romo goes on to have a borderline Hall of Fame level career. And he was an undrafted guy and Sean Payton believed in him. Sean Payton actually, I don't know if anybody know, knew this, when Sean Payton took the job at the Saints in 2006, he tried to trade for Tony Romo. Nope. Did not know that. I'm glad he did not get that trade. I think either way would have made out fine. I mean, granted, Drew Brees, is he's obviously better. But I think we still could have won a Super Bowl with Romo. So his track record and offensive evaluation is pretty good. I mean, even outside of the quarterback position, you look at him trading up to get Alvin Kamara in the third round a couple years ago, and now Alvin Kamara is arguably the best running back in the league. I mean, we always have a good offensive line, or at least a serviceable enough offensive line that will keep Drew Brees upright. Always have a big pass catch and zone threat. Offense has just always been – it has never been an issue for the Saints, so I don't think it will ever be an issue for the Saints under Sean Payton. It's the defense. Yeah, I think they finally started defense, right the ship. Dennis Allen, I don't believe yeah. Dennis Allen's the guy that you want leading your defense, but he's – I don't know. Like the Eagles game, you can look at the Eagles playoff game. 
one, Marshawn Lattimore, incredible interception away from going down 21 to nothing in the first quarter or whatever it was. And if we went down 21 to nothing, it's probably over. We didn't give up. We got that interception, and we literally didn't give up another point the rest of the game. Yeah. So we got what two yeses, a no, and you're you're a no mostly because you're a Panthers and Chargers fan. But hey, I mean, I don't think Bridgewater's that good, but I mean, I think that can be better off developing somebody. Now, do you think the Saints are gonna mortgage their entire draft class one year to move up to get somebody, or do you think they're gonna tank one year to get somebody? I rather move. I think up. they get somebody late. This year, this draft. Oh, you think our, our professor right. comes out of this draft? Yes. Maybe a like or a okay. Tyree Jackson. Okay. Even though you're on him. One of those two. I don't I think Tyree Jackson's literally another Josh Allen to me. Like, I don't know. Uh but will will run. I can't get it. Will Greer solid. Where where's Will Greer? Where is he projected? I've heard because he is really first, but I've also heard him go as low as like the mid third, mid fourth. Yeah, next. I mean, he's like that's why I'm thinking. You could argue he's the third best quarterback in the draft, or you could have him as like the sixth best quarterback in the draft. It just depends on the team. If a team likes him enough, they'll move up and get him where they think they need to get him. Yeah. But yeah, one of those two for the Saints could be a could turn out very fire. All right, and then for the last topic of the day, uh, who do you guys think is the second best player in the NBA right now? Kevin Durant, consistency. Honorable mention, Paul George. I'm gonna go with LeBron. Ooh, who's who's your first if LeBron's number two? I don't like this guy, and I think he's a piece of shit, and I would like to punch him in the face, but I have to say Kevin Durant. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, my my second best best player right now. Uh, my second best player would have to be Gianna. <laughs> Out to the Koopa. I mean, if we're going yeah. like, if we're only, if we're going like a, that's what I'm saying. like, if you told me LeBron wasn't a top five player in the NBA right now, I probably wouldn't argue. But if we're talking about this year specifically only, he's probably not the second best player. But I don't know. He would have to have another year, like this year, next year, for me to move him out of the top five. I mean, if, if it, well, do y'all both have LeBron as the best still, or? I, I have LeBron as the best. Yes. Okay. Interesting. But I I, I, I I agree with you. If LeBron has another year like this, then I can't have him as the best player. I will have him in my top five or number six. I mean – it's such a crapshoot this year. I mean, you, you could say James Harden's the best player in the NBA right now. You could say LeBron. You could say Durant. You could say Anthony Davis. You could say 
Giannis. You can say Paul George. Paul George, I mean, he. you could argue he's the best player in the league. I mean, Kawhi Leonard still hooping. Kawhi, yep, Kawhi. You can still say Steph. Let's not forget about Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. I still have Steph um, as the best point guard. I'll put that. Yeah, Steph is the best point guard. Um, all right, so we got – what we said? Kevin Durant. Durant, Giannis, LeBron. And LeBron. So we all got different answers. The only reason I have to put Durant number one is he's literally a seven-foot-tall Michael Jordan right now. I don't know. that You just can't stop him. He he could literally tell you what he's going to do to you, and he'll do it, and you can't do nothing about it because nobody guards him is tall enough to block his shot. No one's – Gonna like, and even if you, you try to overmatch him with strength and push him out towards the perimeter from like 35 and still make it. Wait, hold on, there is one person, but you don't really see him on him a lot. If uh, if G- Giannis and Durant go up against each other, like let's say a final series, I think that's gonna be a playoff series, that's gonna be fire. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis is uh, he's not a bad defender, it's just. I don't know, like Durant, like he's got that to him. Like no matter what he does, like he can find a way to get off a shot without getting blocked against anybody. And that just shows you how good Durant is of a, is of a scorer. And his defense is pretty underrated. Like he's he's a pre, he's not like the best on ball defender, but he's a really good rim protector. Oddly enough, yeah. My top three is LeBron, Durant, Paul George. Top three. I'll go Durant, LeBron, James Harden. Uh, I'm going LeBron, Giannis, uh, Paul George. If I had to do a five and a six, I would go Paul George, Curry. I'm in I'm in KD and Anthony Davis. Back in the top three next year, he just has to have a. He just, I don't know. James Harden and Antetokounmpo. There you go. I mean, there's like twelve guys right now you could put in the top five. Like you could add a Jokic, you could add a Westbrook. That top five next year, oh, Ben Simmons cracking. He's gonna get that jumper going, and it's over. Ben Simmons, you could argue he's in the oh. top ten. Embiid, you could put in the top five. Yeah, I was about to say Embiid in top five. Yes. Uh, did we already say Kawhi? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said Kawhi. Ramon. Uh, yeah. I think. Um. and Ben Simmons a jump shot away from completely taking over, even though they're pretty much like identical players. Uh, ben Simmons is a little more pass first, and then Anacumpo is a little more attack the basket first. But their their actual play styles are pretty much the same. Oh, Ben Simmons is another person that could guard uh, Durant. I wouldn't put Ben Simmons on Durant. I mean, Ben Simmons is good foot speed. I'd put him on, like, the worst guard you're playing against. So, like, if – if the 76ers were playing the Celtics, I'd put him on whoever their two guard is. That'd be at that time. So, 
Yeah, Jalen Brown or uh, Marcus Smart. I would put him on one of those two guys. And then I would let, uh, well, I don't know. You could probably then put Jimmy Butler on Kyrie, and then you could have, uh, what's his face? JJ Reddick. Run around with whoever. Yeah. Tobias Harris has to uh, go with. You probably put Tobias Harris on like Al Horford. But then who's um who's in B Varney? He protect the rim. I mean, he, he can pretty much guard anybody. You wouldn't put him on yeah. Tatum. You could put him on Gordon Hayward though. <laughs> I mean, he could guard He's, around the perimeter. He could protect the rim. He could do it all. He's like an Anthony Davis. All right. I got to put him beat on Al Horford because Al Horford will be a little closer to the paint. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I'll put Harris. You put on, Harris on Gordon Hayward then. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. I would put who's, – who's my who's my three? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler uh, on – Kyrie. Yeah, you got. He's your best defender. You put him on their best offensive player. So you put him on Kyrie. Uh, JJ has to go on. Smart. I think Smart is the smart. You could probably, the so you could JJ, probably put JJ Redick on the worst guard and then let uh, Simmons guard Jason Tatum. Yeah. 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 That's a good matchup. All right, and then the last topic of the day, so we can close this out. Uh, who is your rookie rookie of the year? Doncic, not even close. No. Luca, aka Swaggy L. His numbers are better overall than Trey Young, even though Trey Young has had a nice last month or two. I'll give you a top three. I'll go Doncic one, Trey Young two, uh, eight and three. Got the same except my third. I'm be a home. I'm gonna go with Shy Alexander. That's my three. I'm going with Trey on that. It's my top three. I gotta go. Luca as the uh, Luca is the rookie of the year, and then uh, it's a uh, undisputed or not undisputed uh. Unanimous? Yeah. Or unanimous? yeah, unanimous. Which one is it? Yeah, unanimous. unanimous. Uh, unanimous rookie of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year. Um, I'm going Paul George. Same. I'll give you a top three again, since that's you, know, you always have three. Uh, I'd give the give it to Paul George. I'd put Drew Holiday second and number three. Uh, probably Embiid. Yeah, I I would love to put uh, Drew Holiday in in the rookie, uh, not the rookie, the def- defensive player of the year running, but just because the Pelicans aren't doing that well, they're not going to give him that shot. Is he going to make a all? De- is he going to make an all defensive team again? Yeah, yes, hopefully the first team again probably. Hopefully he does. Uh, first or second, uh, get that nice little bonus check, but. I don't think he's going to be, like, number two or three just because the media is the media. Uh, Most improved player of the year. Easy. 
D'Angelo Russell. Snitch Russell. Snitch Russell. Uh, I'm going with even though they've been uh I'm I'm going Blake Griffin, most improved player. All right, I'll give you another top three. Um, say Blake Griffin. D Rose one. D Rose. Okay. Go Julius Randle two. Okay. And three. D'Angelo Russell for three. There we go. Again, again, try to on the D'Angelo Russell hype hype train. You would have never had him at three earlier the year. I don't know. I'm I'm going me personally. I'm going Blake Griffin because I just seen I seen recently where like his numbers has Blake all improved. Griffin has been his a best season best. ever right now. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I'm going. But DeAndre Russell is having his best season too, and then Derrick Rose is just killing it as well. So I I don't I'm not mad at any of those choices. So I I agree with all y'all. Like every every candidate, this most most improved player race, it's gonna be hard. So whoever wins, congratulations to them. I mean, them. Okay, like the Nets have three guys. You could put Joe Harris in that conversation. You could put Dinwiddie in that conversation. You could probably put Drew Holiday in that conversation because we already knew he was a great defender, but he's averaging like twenty-two points a game, like eight assists. From Toronto, Pascal, Samakam, whatever his name is. Siakam, you could put him in the conversation. Actually, you know what? He he probably should win it because last year he averaged like four points a game, and I think right now he's averaging like sixteen a game. Pretty, pretty much could have been all star. Chris Middleton, you could argue him. Even though he should yeah. be an all-star, but yeah. But that's because of their record. I think that he got there. I don't know. He's second best player on the best team in the East. That's fair to me. I mean, yeah, I see why he got Wait. I think he's averaging like 17 points and, eight and seven rebounds or something. That's pretty good. I think D'Angelo should have got in. I think, I think Kyle Lowry is the one who didn't deserve to get in necessarily. Like, he's having – He's having a good season, but he's not averaging like twenty points a game like he normally does. He's only averaging like fourteen. Yeah. Wait, Kyle Lowry. Wait, hold on. Let me get this clear. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry was in a, was an All Star, yes. like straight up an All Star. Yeah, he was like That's number so one. Stupid. He was like the, the top guard, like on the uh, ballot. I'm not starting, but like the first guard on the bench on the ballot. Off rip instead of an injury replacement. Yeah, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely switch those two out. Like, I, I would have kept Kyle Lowry out, uh, kept Victor Oladipo if he would have stayed healthy. We have to put Oladipo in just for the recognition that he earned, and then you can like. But I'm saying like D'Angelo should have got in over Lowry, over Middleton, yeah. In my opinion, I would have put him over. I would have I would have just put D'Angelo over Lowry personally. Yeah, he's having for that team and he's doing all this at twenty two years old. Imagine him in his prime. He's doing this, not getting to the free throw line. He gets to the free throw line two point four times a game. Imagine if that jumped up to like six or seven times a game. Or if you're like James Harden and it's like thirteen times a game. Exactly. 
which is stupid. At least get if he could at least average like get that two point four up to at least like seven or eight times a game, they would be talking D'Angelo Russell way more. When he's on, all right. And, yeah. All right, and the last topic of the day: Who is your MVP? Which I feel like we always bring this up uh, every podcast, but we still gonna bring it up. It's uh, the summer when the NBA finally, had, which is so stupid. How the NBA waits until after the playoffs? I think they wait until like after, like before the finals, or like in the middle of the finals. To finally announce who's the MVP, it should be like the first round. That's stupid because you could get an MVP candidate, and then all of a sudden they get bounced out in the first round. They have a great series, but get bounced, you know, get bounced out in the first round. And they're like, "Oh, he won MVP. They lost in the first round." Yeah, because the voting takes place like before the season even ends. Yeah, it's a regular season award. Now, if they did like a playoff. Playoffs MVP or something like that or some random playoff award. That'd be kind of cool. But MVP. But that long, that long period of waiting. That's the thing, because like you said, if the voting wait, the they announce it so long. That's what I'm saying they should they should do it like before the playoffs start. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Like in, before the first round. Yeah, if they could do that, that would be way better. Because wasn't it before the, before the first round? Or, like, it was out before the first round or before the second they round? They used to announce it back was, in the day. They used to announce it, like, at the end of the first round. Wait, when? The end of the first round. The end of the first See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it should be. Before, before the playoffs start. But like, I agree. If somebody messes around and gets upset in the first round, it's like, oh, you gave him MVP. But they lost in the first round. That's gonna be more complaining. Or he has a bad series, that, but they win. Still. But but you but you gotta think about it. It's a regular season thing, not a play, not a playoff. Yeah. But they well, if they it's that all- they might consider it for the playoffs. It's always a complaint about who who's gonna win MVP because it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyways, uh, Ramon, who is your MVP? Troy Pickerel. Thank you. <laughs> AKA Nola five hundred four. Boy Troy on Twitter. He got the email. Any podcast listeners hook him up. He got y'all for the for the cheap deals. Tell him Ramon Burgundy sent you my Twitter handle. All right, but no. Uh, I'm gonna go with Paul George for five hundred. Alex, final answer. All right, I'll give you another top three. Your MVP. Uh, last time we were on here, I think my top three was Paul George, Harden, and Durant. This time, I'm gonna go Harden, Paul George, Giannis. I have to knock you because he's George, Harden, Giannis. My top three. I think, I think Harden right now elevating the Rockets from the six I think, to up to the three or four spot. Right above the Thunder right now, so I think I have to give it to him. Whoever finishes higher out of the Thunder and the Rockets, that's my opinion. 
So right now, I think your MVP would be Harden. He said Harden. It's Harden for now. Uh, so my, I'm going with my top three. Um, I'm going Paul George, uh, James Harden, and Giannis. Giannis. Rockets are the three and the Thunder are the five, but they're only a game and a half apart. So I thought the oh no, I forgot the Nuggets are the second seed. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets are comfortable in the second seed. They're like four games ahead. They're closer to the one seed than they are to the three seed. So, if the Nuggets somehow get the one seed, I think you have to give it to Jokic. Yeah, even though they put it, but yeah, at least put him in the top three at least, or as a finalist. Yeah, I think definitely a finalist. Finalist, but they there's no way they would do that. They would have to do something uh, like this next year to get recognition. LeBron is not going to be a fi- LeBron is not going to be a finalist for the MVP this year. Like he's not even going to be in the top five. That's not surprising, huh? I mean, he's he's about to be thirty-five years old, so you can't expect him to be. Yeah, it's not really surprising. With all the top teams and his team's not going to make the playoffs, and he's on He's off for being a top four seed, in my opinion, unless. They- all right and um that's gonna uh close it out for this episode of the podcast uh if you made it this far thank you for listening uh share share the podcast link to your friends uh share it all on your social medias uh we're trying to grow our name we're trying to get out there uh and we're trying to be more consistent with these podcasts, give you more than one podcast, one podcast episode a week. Uh, so just like I said, just share share our name. Uh, and now's the time for everybody. Uh, if you want to brought uh, shout out your social media, go ahead. Ramon Burgundy on Twitter, Ramon nine twenty seven on Twitch. The Twitch streams is coming pretty soon. And that's about it. Nola Fabo or Nola Troy Fabo on Twitter. Follow Troy on Twitch. Hit follow me. that Twitch. Follow that Twitch. He almost affiliate. You know, y'all help a brother out. Yeah, we are gonna stream later today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Oh, bet. Fire on that and that that Fortnite. Apex is trash to him. Apex. You know what I'm saying? Trash. <laughs> no Call of Duty for him. You know what I'm uh, Hit them up for the emotes on Twitter. Yeah, I got your emotes, your banners, your headers, your profile pictures, whatever graphical needs you got. I can fix that. Also give him a follow, you know. He interacts. He troll, you know. He interacts on Twitter. You know, he trolls. Yeah, NFL. Let's stay ribbon out here. Yeah, Willie Sneed. Shout out to Willie Sneed. You know. <laughs> he caught him sleeping. Uh... All right, and then for my uh for my Twitter, you can follow me at Zachariah Scott eighty for my uh for my Instagram the same thing uh Zachariah Scott uh for my Twitter and Instagram is Z Scott eighty for my Twitch please follow me on Twitch I am a Twitch affiliate I am trying to help them out as much as I can so even when I'm not on these guys are normally on and streaming I'm always hosting them so you can find. 
either me or one of the guys at Zachariah Scott three. Follow me on Twitch. Um and follow follow the follow the the new podcast Twitter. So the new podcast Twitter is at at S E C T H T podcast. And that's the new Twitter. I'm a co-host. I didn't know this. I gotta go follow this. Podcast yep. Twitter. Yep, brand new podcast Twitter. Hey, y'all, y'all. Uh, and add a get. Go ahead. Uh, and that's and just in case anybody didn't catch that at s s e c t h t podcast. Yep. But y'all give him a follow on that and uh, his social medias. You know what I'm saying? He next two K League, two K League twenty prospect out here for the Pelicans game or you know. Upcoming. Yep. Got a great. Always grinding on two K. Emote, emote master in the making, you know, in Troy. And you got me, a terrible two K player, slash lockdown corner when I come to New Orleans. But we're gonna stay there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just stating facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get my cardio up for the police uh academy. Yeah, I mean for me too, but I mean that's that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Nah, police academy. <laughs> I ain't gonna eat you. Look at my passes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's all the social media uh shout outs. So until next time, guys. Uh, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Uh, we'll catch y'all later. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Shout out to.